Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're still kind of in the middle of game week 28. Game week 29, though, right on the horizon. We've got about a week. I'm here today with Nick. Nick, what's going on, man? Hello. Okay, it's a different intro than what Jake would normally use. Jake would be like, I'm sad. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to go with something different. I'm also sad, but I'm trying to fake it. Why are you sad? Uh, Things are going well, and now they're not going so well in the FPL world. I mean, I had a tree fall uh, nearly on my house over the weekend, so that was bad, but uh, FPL is actually making me feel worse than the tree falling, so <laughs> so it goes. I wish your tree would have smashed your house, and then you would have been like, <laughs> FPL is not so bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with captaining Sala because, you know, my house is still intact. Maybe I should look at it that way. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, it's all about being positive. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry that your uh, house almost got broken and you're, you suck at FPL. Uh, 0 for 2 in life. Yeah, well, you know, so it goes. We move, right? We move. Yeah, we move. That's what they say. We move. We move. Um, okay, well... Um, we got a number of topics to get into. I don't know where Jake is, actually. I think he's, like, down visiting our boy Jim. Jake's um, in Miami. He's partying yeah, what is, with Jim. He's, what's uh, he doing? I, I think he's working. Uh, he, he was just like, yeah, I can't pod because I'm, like, three hours away from my house. Yeah. I have one of those computers that's still connected to the wall. <laughs> and my microphone's not portable. It needs to, It stays at my house. Can we uh, can we share that Jake compared a uh, tree falling and doing major property damage to having a flat tire as kind of <laughs> inconveniences in people's lives? Yeah, uh, J- yeah, I guess we tell the story fast. Nick said something along the lines of, "Hey guys, you know I'm." I got this big tree that fell down, sent it all to us. And Jake's response wasn't like, "Hey man, I'm sorry that happened." It was something along the lines of like, "Oh yeah." Well, I got a flat tire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shit happens to everyone, okay? Quit complaining. (laughs) I got a flat tire. You don't hear me whining about it. (laughs) I tried to uh, make Nick feel better. At least you get to get the chainsaw out. And Jake's response, again, was something along the lines of, like, classic Marco dealing with his anxiety and depression by doing manual labor or something (laughs) like that. Why are you trying to look for the positive in the situation? But also, uh, my flat tire is way worse than this other. God, what? Just He's just a weird human. Anyways, um, so he's actually having a good game week. Um, he wildcarded. Maybe we should start with that. Should we start kind of with Jake wildcarding? Yeah, I guess if you want to. I don't really understand why he wildcarded at this point, but... Well, that, so Jake that was, Jake. that's the talk, I think. I think that's, that's worth having a conversation about. So, what was... I don't know. What was kind of funny, and and this is very standard for Jake, was last week we discussed, and the week before, the different potential chip strategies. And if I recall correctly, we said something along the lines of like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense to free hit or wild card right now. If you didn't do it in 26, you need to wait, right? Like you need to kind of hold off and wait till maybe 31. And then Jake goes in wild cards, as he usually does. But he's he's doing pretty well, not like out of this world. But he's uh, he's on sixty seven points, one point one million. But he did hit some of the right guys, right? So he brought in Rudiger, captained him, James, Thiago Silva, um, and then he brought in Kane, who did really well. Watkins, who got a return. Um, so he's off to a good start. I mean, should wh- where's our advice wrong, Nick? Should we have wild carded? No, I think this is going to come back to bite him. Um... You look, he's got three Chelsea defenders. So in two game weeks, he's going to have three players who won't be playing. Um, but it's it's classic Jake, very impetuous, very kind of trigger happy. He also, this is making me happy. I'm just looking at his team for the first time. He has 28 points on the bench. So <laughs> I, I like that. Like, yeah, he's doing well, but also he's an idiot because he didn't start the right players. So, <laughs> And he, he, he wild-carded at a suboptimal time, I think. Yeah. A suboptimal is like, maybe that's up for debate. I think that was something that we wanted to discuss today a little bit was the use of um, optimization in FPL, um, which really is uh, 
is is an attempt. I mean, expl- tell me if I'm explaining this wrong, but it's an attempt to like take in a lot of different metrics and quantify like the best moves that you would make in the game. Is that a good way to kind of describe it or how would you describe yeah, it? Yeah, I'm just I I don't understand it in the slightest, but I would <laughs> conceptualize it as you teach computers how to play FPL for you. Oh, okay. That's a better way than the way I said it. It's funny because there's people everywhere listening to this right now that are like, computers can't do better than me at anything. I'm better than robots, right? Well, it's like it's like modeling. It's like a modeling approach and then selecting the right players and, and putting in the data to provide an output. I, I just think it takes out the, the human element of choosing your team, which which is what I really enjoy about optimization and using those models. I Like I said, I don't understand anything about it other than I can say the algorithm <laughs> screwed me over. You know, it's not my that's fault the, I Captain Sala. It's the that's algorithm's what you like fault. About it. You like that aspect. Right, yeah. That's funny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think you explained it really well. It's this idea of like, kind of training a computer to make some decisions and so you have right you have inputs and you have outputs so you you put certain things into the model saying this is what we're looking to do uh and you plug different data points in and then uh the computer tries to make an estimation um what it thinks is the right move and then uh based off what it thought was the right move um if it was right or wrong it makes adjustments to the model correct yeah, I'm sure people are going to roast us for this explanation. But yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. I mean, I think that's kind of right. I mean, you use um, you use a couple different things. And this is the first year I've dabbled in it a little bit. Um, I used to think I was better than a computer as well. Uh, but now I'm starting to think that that doesn't really, um, doesn't really matter anymore. Um, you use a couple different sites uh, to make your decisions. And I was thinking maybe today you could talk about kind of like how you use the different sites, which sites you use. And I don't know, I guess, what is your thought process or like how you work through the decisions on your team? And for the record, you're having one of your better years that you've had, correct? Oh, the, I'm, I'm blowing it out of the water this year. I'm top 100K. I, I was in maybe the 40K region before this game week started and I'm dropped a little bit. But yeah, so, so at the beginning of the season, I discovered the FPL review tool. So this is one of the tools that I use. Again, I don't understand really what's underneath the hood, but you put in your team ID, it pulls up your team, gives you some options, some things to think about based on kind of their projected points model that they have. And I've found that that's a better way to choose captaincy, choose my players, choose my transfers. Really, you know, you can look at data tables and you can look at underlying stats. You can look at XG. You can look at how a player is performing. But I I do think that the approach that I've taken in years past has been subject to kind of human error, indecision, things like narrative get, get into my yeah. thought process where I'm like, well, that guy is out of form, so I don't want to bring him in. And I, I think those types of... Those types of things kind of cloud your judgment when you're trying to pick players and pick your captain. And, you know, the models aren't always 100% accurate. But I, I do think they're better at kind of putting everything kind of on a on a even playing field and, and allowing you to make those comparisons without having those judgment calls. Also, I'm a huge Liverpool fan, so, you know, I'm going to want to captain Salah right. every single game week, but it might not be the optimal move given the doubles and that's what happened this week i was like i don't know what to do the algorithms aren't giving me a clear clear direction i'm going to captain sala and it didn't work out for me so so that, you know, that's, that's one interesting of those though you said that you well you said that you've you know you've relied on these these algorithms you've relied on this, these op- optimization models for most of your decisions this year so Explain that to me. Like, what about this week? Did you look at it and you said, well, it's not conclusive to me. Explain that. Well, here's the the human element in, in the decision-making process that probably didn't work out the best. But uh, Mason Mount was the highest projected midfielder in um, some of the models that were showing that he was going to – they were projecting he would get like nine points or something like that or ten points. I can't remember what it was. And – just based on the uh, 
Carabao Cup performance and then the midweek performance against, uh, I can't remember who they played. I just saw the video clip of him uh, trying to cross the ball and I think he <laughs> kicked it out of the stadium. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So uh, those were some pieces of evidence that I was like, maybe the model doesn't have this one quite right. <laughs> the model doesn't have an input for kicked ball out of stadium. Yes. Zero or one. <laughs> Maybe that's not one of the fields they use when they put these together. But I was, I was looking at that. I was like, okay, he he missed some huge chances in in the Carabao Cup final. He he kicked the ball out of the stadium. This dude is maybe lacking a little bit of confidence. There might be something going on. I didn't even know if he's going to play. So uh, yeah, at that that's point, one thing I was that's like, okay, expected minutes, right? Yeah. yeah, that's a tough part. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so now I don't trust the model. I'm going to have to rely on my gut. And one of the things that, you know, maybe this is wrong, but a set it and forget it approach with Sala is is one of the things that I think about as well, where, you know, you, you kind of weather, weather the variance, so to speak. So the good weeks, you captain him and you feel good, but you leave it on him because he's probably going to be the top scorer overall over the course of the yeah. season. I've owned him all season. I captain in pretty much probably 90% of the weeks. And so you kind of live and die by the, by the variance there. But that, that was, that was one of the situations where, where the models, I don't know, it just, it seemed like they were, there was a heavy reliance on some of the double game weeks and, and I didn't trust some of the, the projections there. And, um, the other one that I wanted to talk about was the FPL optimized. So I kind of used those together, the FPL review and then FPL optimized. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think his name is Sir Talp. He is, uh, a, an FPL idol of mine where I just, uh, <laughs> an idol. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm like fanboying a little bit because I, I want to play in a very data minded way. And he's like the king or one of the kings of optimization. I think there's a few. There's a few FPL players out there who kind of are circulating right now who are kind of leading the the optimization crew or kind of the stats heavy, almost the algorithm crew. And I think he's like ranked in the top 300 or top 400 yeah. or something like that. And he's he, he just uses optimization. Um, and so I'm using his tool, which is fploptimize.com. And... I, I do like that tool. I also like the tool because you can you can watch your your rank improve or or fall throughout the week. It they have a live game week tracker, and, okay. and based on who's scoring throughout all of the games, it'll tell you like you're projected to lose twenty points this week on the top one hundred k. So I've been using that quite a bit throughout the whole season, really trying to follow the advice of those algorithms. And again, I've said this before, but it, it, it does remove some of that personal responsibility. Like I can just say, I, I am really upset with this computer right now for leading me astray <laughs> instead of feeling like, man, I'm so stupid. Like I'm, I don't take it personal anymore, you know? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, there is something to be said of that. Like, especially on the weeks, you know, those weeks that you have where, and you don't have these anymore, but those weeks where, um, you kind of are like strapped for time. You maybe haven't been able to watch all the games. You haven't been able to do a lot of research on the teams. And you think to yourself, well, I've got this. I'll figure it out, right? And you maybe spend a half an hour and you hammer it out. And then you make this decision. And let's say it just hypothetically it doesn't play out. You do get pissed, right? You're like mad at yourself. Oh, oh I yeah. suck. This is stupid. It's not fair because I didn't have time. And, you know, my buddy who beat me had time. And that's not that's stupid, right? Whereas like with you, you've kind of removed that where you're just kind of like, yeah, the computer chose it for me. I'm good. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the benefits of the strategy is you will never feel that way. Like, oh, well, didn't get it right this week. I guess the model was kind of off. Huh. Except for the weeks like this where you're like, I don't trust the model now. Yeah. And then I'm like, God, I'm an idiot. Why did yeah. I captain Sala? Why didn't I captain any of the players with a double game week? That would have made so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Reasonable. Um, okay. Well, I think, um, you know, I think this is a good, uh, you know, it's a good thing for us to cover. We haven't talked a lot about the use of, of optimization models um, in our decision making and in the game. So I think it's nice that we had somebody on here that like, I mean, you don't use it exclusively, but you use it a lot. And I think that that is a good way to be about it. And 
Um, I'm not necessarily all in on that. Like I'm still moving in that direction and learning how I want to use the tools, but I do think that that's what they are. They're tools. Uh, they're, they're a data input, another input into the way that you make decisions about your team. So kind of interesting. Uh, is there, uh, let me ask you this, this quickly and you might know and you might not, but is there in these models like suggested use of chips or not really for teams? I'm I'm sure there is. I I haven't gotten there yet. So, like I said, I I don't pretend to really understand what's under the hood when it comes to these models. And there are probably ways that you could um, finagle the models or or put in some inputs to to figure out your chip usage. But at this point, I'm just basically using it on a week by week basis to select my lineups. Okay, reasonable. All right, well let's let's move on. That's a good talk, good good uh, good real talk to start the pot, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, real talk. Yeah, feeling very real. Um, okay, so recap of last week. Keith wrote in for us. Uh, double game week twenty eight. Dimwit downplay dead last. All leads all the time. News and picks this week. So Jake used his familiarity with the Everglades to give insight into their new boss and beamed about his own ability to tell which thing is not like the others. Marco showed off his command of ratios and percentages. I am good at that. Uh, he needs Hive team to beat Bobby Love to have any chance to finish above him. That's also true and depressing. Takes head to head. Marco's Rafinha versus Jake's Vardy. Uh, I said that Leeds can get eight or nine points from 18 uh, with their second best fixture difficulty rating. And Jake free hitting back to back in 28 and 29. A good strategy. Um, and then said, who wants to tell him <laughs> that you can't do that, Jake, you idiot. Yeah, uh, Marco Leeds was like, wait, you can't do that? Yeah, I didn't actually <laughs> like, know you couldn't either. Uh, yeah, Leeds won't give up 20 goals over the next five. I nailed it. I nailed on that one. Uh, Jake said Chelsea guaranteed to score goals during their next six against lower table half. He's off to a good start so far. I'll give him that. Uh, and then Wilson, who do you think will be relegated? Who will be top four? So that's the next question. So um, any any comments on last week's pod, Nick? Did you listen? No, I didn't listen to the pod. I'm a terrible person. I'm a I mean, podcast host, and I don't even listen to our own pod. Okay. Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Chelsea, the Chelsea game was weird. Did you see the match? I only watched a little bit of it. I actually turned it off because of so um, how how far up James was up the field. I was just like, I can't yeah. watch this. Can't I watch don't have it him anymore. on my team. Like. He's in the box almost every attack. I, I just That's didn't funny. want to watch. It's like watching like I don't know your 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 family be taken hostage or something. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's that's how invested I am in this game, okay? That's not the it was well, not the, I think you're confused. It's not the same, just so you know, right? All right. Well, that was maybe an exaggeration. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. It's hard to say. Sometimes my family gets taken hostage. I don't know. Um, it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think if you watched, if you watched, I watched the highlights of the match. They they had uh four goals on um like two point two xg. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, that's kind of frustrating. And then they also um they also gave up a couple like decent half decent chances i mean not like incredible chances but um they had like an expected goals conceded of just under one and a couple of those shots looked pretty good it's kind of a downer they didn't get scored on it really is i mean i have rudier but i would have taken a wipe to the clean sheet just so jake would yeah. have lost all of those points because he had three yeah. chelsea yeah. defenders did i yeah. see something right like james had an xg of like less than one like maybe point two or yes, something like that i think it was it was very low yeah if you, did you see the goal that he scored i i did not i just saw some of the the stats and recap and the comparisons of like james to rafinha where like rafinha had an xg of one and a half right and he had the that like yeah. clear chance in front of goal and just scuffed it or something it, yeah. it was one of those weeks where i i just didn't want to watch any of the highlights or anything and feel sad <laughs> yeah all right i mean nobody wants to feel sad the computer made me do it so whatever i mean i could watch it yeah if the computer was like bleep blarp bleep blarp play this guy but no i was like in my heart i know i need to play these guys and then all in right. my heart Stupid. it was broken you're an idiot um i think uh 
you know, we should maybe move on before you get sad talking about your family Wait, getting taken so, hostage so and Jake's, stuff like that. Jake's prediction last pod was that Chelsea will score goals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Does that even count as a prediction? <laughs> it's like Chelsea will probably play a match in the next four months. That's my prediction. I mean, that's kind of, I, here's the thing, that's kind of like, Jake, that's kind of Jake. Have you never listened to the podcast? That's kind so, of it. I I used to listen to the podcast religiously on my way to work, and I thought it was hilarious that at any time, Jake, you would ask him a question, he would say, you know, I could see this player scoring a goal, or maybe oh, they right. won't, you know? <laughs> I was I like, start, you know, I call him on it all the time. I'll be like, oh, really? Like, is Jake, anyone going to listen to this podcast and be like, yeah, this guy's serious? Yeah. <laughs> then him ending every sentence was so uh, classic. Absolutely. Only the real ones him. will understand that. Only the, yeah, real, the real ones, ones will get that. That's true. The people that really listen to the pod, they'll they'll get these jokes. Um I uh I, I was telling some people on our Discord, this is a side note, but um somebody was making fun of him like mumbling on about things and him uh you know like 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 pausing long breaks before stuff. I explained that I used to have to in like our second season, I used to go in and edit every single time he would speak before <laughs> and after because I had to cut out like the the mm, uh, mm, and then the long pauses like between he's got you have to understand I don't I, I I'm mean to Jake he has gotten so much better over two years I can't imagine what conversations like are, are like with him like in his job like it is real life it must be worthless yeah yeah I uh, I'm glad he's in Florida that's all I gotta say <laughs> As far away as humanly possible from us. Yeah, well, I, I love being on podcasts with Jake because, like, he can take all the all the heat, you know? You only right. have to be better than Jake. It's like, you know, running away from, like, uh, Jason Voorhees. You just have to be faster than the slowest person. Yeah, right. Done. <laughs> Before the race even starts, you won. You did it. It's a pretty low bar. And, hey... Uh we're there maybe i don't know yeah, so hard to say um wilson wrote in asking just about our opinions now that the season is beginning to close out who do you think will be uh relegated who will be uh in the top four when it's all said and done i guess this is not super fpl but i think it's probably worth talking about we're, we're fans of the game right and so um right now just so everybody knows um it's city uh pool Chelsea, Arsenal, United, and then West Ham. Uh, Spurs are in seventh. Um, Spurs currently have 26 games played, whereas West Ham have 28, United have 28, Arsenal have 25, Chelsea have 26, Liverpool have 27, and City have 28. Um, at the top right now, City and Pool, 69 and 63 points respectively, um, with City with a game in hand uh, or a, a game extra played. Um, who do you think, Nick? Who do you think settles out into the top four here? So, obviously, City and Poole are going to be up there. And then probably Chelsea. My my hope is that the current standings hold. Actually, so I really enjoy Arsenal when they're at their best. And I think yeah. they're, they're turning it on right now. Um, they have been one of those teams that's kind of been disappointing because of in the past, how fun it was to watch Arsenal play. I think right. they're getting that back a little bit with some of the players they have, but I would love to see West Ham overtake Man U for that fifth spot and have Man U miss out on European soccer because I hate Man U and I hate their fans and I hate the entire organization. So that would be great. <laughs> okay, yeah, at least you're happen. honest, you know. Yeah, and it, it's crazy. So Arsenal are at 25 games played. Uh, they have quite... Uh, a lead over those those next few teams in terms of games in hand. So I hope that that kind of holds. I mean, obviously, I want Liverpool to win the league, but I just don't see that happening. Even with, you know, the DS injury, City is just, man, they're unstoppable. They're, they're, they're so good and they're so deep. Um, I think it's kind of locked right now. Well, they still have a match against one another, right? That's true. I mean, we could see how that goes. Liverpool have a game in hand. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. The, 
with all the competitions that are still going on, you know, Champions League and FA Cup and that kind of stuff too, that all complicates things. And if Liverpool can stay healthy, you know, maybe it'll be exciting down the stretch. I think that's the yeah. hope, you know, like we don't want a team to pull away and then the season no, kind no, of no. to be boring yeah. for the last few games. You want it to be kind of coming down to the wire and you want to see these players continue to compete at the highest level. Um, that's one of the questions I have. Like, do you factor that in when you think about your FPL lineup down the stretch? I think on both sides of the spectrum, like, do you do you buy into the narrative that there's more at stake for some of these top teams so they... I mean, obviously they continue to play their top players, but do you think, you know, there's there's something to be said about owning those City, Pool, Chelsea players who are going to be vying for those top spots and they're going to be playing harder than, say, like a Newcastle or Brighton or Leicester who's kind of mid-table and their their fate is kind of sealed at this point? Yes and no. I, uh, that's, a no that's a Jake response. Um, I, I think... <laughs> The, the problem is this, like you, you have the city and these pool players who are, are fighting to win the league or Chelsea, Arsenal, United, West Ham, Tottenham, all trying to fight for those European spots. Um, and they're all, almost all of them are also competing in other competitions. So it's, there's also this, like it, it, the narrative actually to me doesn't change that much. It's like, yeah, we're trying to win, but we also still have just as much rotation as we've had all year. Um, and we're dealing with a lot of fatigue and other matches. And so, I guess I don't necessarily buy into the this um you know this narrative. We did do research I think 2 seasons ago or maybe 3 seasons ago about the end of the year and how that changes in terms of like clean sheets held and goals scored. Um somebody had published a couple good articles. I do think that if I remember correctly and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that there's a lot more goals scored in the last few game weeks of a year. And I I don't know if that comes down to effort, right? Like if the players are going for it more or if it's like, yeah, season's over, we're mid-table, it doesn't matter. Like, let's just get after it. You know, I don't know if it's a mentality thing or what, but there are more goals scored um, towards the end of the season. And so I do tend to think about that, like the playing of chips later on, right? To kind of like attack goal scores. Um you know, there, there is some some good data on, on, you know, these guys that are fighting for like golden boot if they're like close, you know, that, right. that teams tend to go for it a little more. And and the use of wild card and the use of bench boost and those types of things to me play in a little bit more than like, oh, I'm going to attack city players or avoid city players because they're in the hunt. Does that, I don't know, does that answer the question? No, yeah, that makes sense. I think it's all, so these are things that aren't, intrinsically built into the models that are out there and so that's yeah, like that's my challenge is is getting into the the crunch time of the season i'm going to be looking at these models and i want to know if these narratives are are true or just kind of in my head you know are these bottom teams are the players on the bottom teams going to be playing so much harder than the mid-table teams and then then you have these kind of matchups that are are flipped where you would normally think you know norwich is going to suck ass and maybe that's a bad example because i think they're already basically relegated but maybe like a, a burnley you know they're they're right are are they going to potentially surprise a crystal palace team that has very little to play for whereas a burnley is is fighting to stay up or is that just kind of you know reading too much into the narrative there and and you know, most of it comes down to playing time and some of the other factors that are already built into the models yeah. that are out there. I would challenge too that maybe it's not necessarily reading into the narrative. It's like you're creating your own. You're right. writing a well, narrative, yeah. right? Like you're writing this fucking narrative for yourself because you might look at it and say, you might write it a certain way and I'm going to write it differently. That's where I think optimization actually is really helpful, right? That like I might say, oh, well, you know, Brentford, because of where they're at in the table, I think they're going to they're going to try to get one goal and then they're just going to try to save energy for the rest of the rest of the matches, right? Because they don't want to overexert themselves. Whereas you might say, well, they really need three goals to try to build their form up going into the end of the, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. each could write a completely different narrative and they're both bullshit. That's like they're fair. both complete, <laughs> like they don't, they're not real. They're, they're just fake. That's fair. So I, I think, I mean, that answer my question is like, maybe I, I don't think about, you know, don't, don't really 
rely heavily on that when I'm picking players and making my my team selection. Continue oh. to follow the algorithms. Beep boop beep boop. That's right. You are yeah. a computer. Um, what about the bottom of the table? I think are we in agreement that Norwich is just like it's probably over. Norwich is bad. I mean, I yeah. I don't think you know they don't want to be in the Premier League. <laughs> we want to leave. We want to play in an easier league. Yeah. Well, what about the narrative of like, yeah, we won this league. We were top three last season, and now we're just getting destroyed game in, game out. I want to go back to the league where Mitrovic can score eight hundred goals in a season. <laughs> Nitro strikes again. Yeah, it's fair. I don't know. I think probably it's like the hundred million dollars that they get would stay otherwise, like to stay up in the prem. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But the players don't yeah. see that money, right? I don't know anything about football. I just watch it. Yeah, there you go. You got it. So I think we're on the same page, Norwich. Um, Watford, you agree? Yeah, I'd say Watford for sure. And then it's a, a pretty tight race. I don't know. I'd say. It's pretty hilarious that Everton is down there, just given uh, their uh, yeah. rivalry with Liverpool and how bad they have been. I also really don't like Frank Lampard, so I'm kind of happy that he's um, sucking ass right now. But I, I Frank feel the like tank sucking I ass. Feel, how weird would that be, uh, Everton in in the Championship? Like that Frank just doesn't sucking ass. Right. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, Frank sucking ass is very satisfying. I, I think Leeds yeah. is probably. Um, gonna get relegated unfortunately i don't think so i think they're no. gonna, they're you gonna think marsh they're is gonna, gonna turn it around i believe in jesse marsh they had they're a great they had so a good bad. first game and they're they, so uh, they really should have they should have beat uh lester really like the, the stat the numbers oh, say well, they yeah won. That, that's true rafinha should have scored a hat trick because i own right. him so right <laughs> there's that yeah um okay there now you guys know now you guys know um Let's, I don't want the pod, the pod to drag on too long tonight. And there's a lot to come, like in terms of, uh, in terms of matches and stuff still, there's quite a few to go. Um, can you just briefly give me your team, Nick, and like kind of where you're at, how you, how you're doing in the game week, and then I'll really quickly do mine. Okay. Here's what went poorly. I captained Sala. That was not good. Here's what went well. Trent got 12 points, Saka, Lacazette. Uh, basically that's really the only good things that happened this week. So I dropped in overall, I'm actually at 60, 63 K at this point. So it's a pretty significant drop. We'll see how the next few games work out in terms of the doubles, but overall it's pretty sad game week for me. How many total players do you have to play still? Let's see. I've got four players left. So we'll see if anyone can do anything. Um, you know, Rudiger goes against Norwich, and uh, I'm just not, you know, not optimistic about the points this week, unfortunately. Yeah, four is not a lot, like, to play. A lot of people have, like, six, eight, something like that. Oh, and the other thing is I went crazy and, and did three transfers, so I'm on a, a minus eight at this point. Oof. This is a rough game. You haven't had many like rough, rough game weeks. This is not great. Big oof. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. a month ago, I was out of the top 100k. Right. I think at the beginning or at the end of last week, the beginning of this week, I was um, somewhere between 30 and 40k in overall. Okay. And I just had been enjoying a, a nice ride of momentum, and this is the week where I'm uh, that has abruptly come to a, a halt. Yeah. Well, sorry, not sorry. I'm chasing you right now. So uh, I used two transfers this week, brought in uh, Kilman and Sa, who have uh, three points uh, and one point. So great, really good performance by me. Yeah, good um, transfers. But, but things things are okay for me, like because I captained Coutinho. Um, I went back and forth on like Coutinho and Raph, uh, like trying to figure out which one I was going to captain. I ended up going with Coutinho just because Villa had accumulated i think slightly more xg as a team over the last like couple game weeks coutinho had not like as an individual player but i a lot of the times um not so much this year but in my past that has been a metric i've used a lot is actually team xg so the idea kind of being like oh you have a prominent attacker he might not get like a a, a number of good shots off in a game but um if the team is producing producing well in terms of creation of opportunities um 
he's likely to be involved in that going forward at some at some level. So I ended up going with him, uh, and obviously you nailed uh, that it. came off well done. Yeah, that came off well. So I'm I'm happy with that. I haven't had a lot of like. 50-50 calls that I got right this year. Uh, and so that feels good. But I also have Van Dyke and TAA uh, and Sun. So to have those players, it really helped me. My rank's not like incredible for the game week. I'm at 1.5 million, 64 total points. But um, I am on a small green at the moment. And honestly, with how many people played like wild cards, oh, yeah. free hits, there's some people on bench boost. Like to yeah, be on a green games. after this. Take yeah, your marginal if, gains, you know? Yeah, if you're on a green this game week um, and you didn't play those chips, like, you're doing pretty well. So, uh, we'll see how that plays out. So, anyways, um, we won't do leagues this week, Nick, because... Because um, you don't want to announce Bobby Love beating you? No, well, Bobby did win uh, our, our league in our discard league uh, as the last diver standing. Not super happy about that. So, the way that league worked was, like... Everybody in uh, our Discord was in it, and then the bottom person uh, in the league each week for for score got knocked out, right? So they got removed from the league, and he was the last one standing, um, and it's very upsetting. Well done, Bobby. No, you have such a boner crush on Bobby, and I don't like it. I really don't. I'll say it every time I'm on this podcast. I'm happy when Bobby crushes your spirits and he seems to just have that edge over you i really it's like frustrating. that yeah it's frustrating because i think you're the perfect podcast host except for that like you're the perfect <laughs> co-host except for that and it's like almost a reason for me not to rather pod with jake so that's like why that i don't reason. get invited week in week out because right. i like bobby too much right nick and bobby something about fpl can we have him um join the the podcast sometime as like a guest appearance like uh, I, a I mean little i think bit of it would be dumb conference. i was actually yeah i was recently thinking about that like some of these we have almost like these these um like fantastical characters in the pod it's like like you know like bobby and two point mythical characters yeah right like users. wilson and and gaz and like all there's a lot of people alex and matt and and i'm no i'm missing people but all these people that are kind of like have been patreons for a long time and have supported the pod and they always write in every week so like if you're a listener that's not one of those people, but you listen to the pod every week, you probably kind of feel like, oh, that's classic Bobby, that bastard, you know, like, right? Like, and the fact that yeah. we haven't had them on the podcast at some point is is kind of bad by us. We really should. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to hear him talk. He's probably like, oh, Marco, he's such an idiot. He's so good. <laughs> Oh man, you you've like British sexualized him too. Yeah. Like that's what you imagine when you close your eyes. It's just you alone at night. Like that's the that's the voice that talks in your ear. Probably. That's yeah. <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. All right. For the record, so I joined the Discord this week. So I don't know if you want to uh, talk about that at all in terms of the the benefits of of becoming a Patreon member. But I so. I'm an idiot, and I was in the Slack channel. You remember we had a Slack channel for the yeah. Die podcast? Yeah, I was Long in time there. Ago. I kept looking at it like, why isn't anyone posting anything in here? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Marco said people are super active. And then I I asked Jim and Jake, and they're like, yeah, we don't use that anymore. It's, it's the Discord. And yeah. I was like, oh, can you send me an invite? And Jake couldn't figure out how to send me an invite, of course. Of course. Right. So, Jimmy Jimmy got me in there, and uh, it's it's – it's fun to be part of the community and also it's like a behind the scenes look, you know, like yeah. behind the curtain, you see all these people that, that come up on Twitter, interact with us and things like that. I'm like, oh, there's Bobby and there's Wilson and there's all these people that yeah. I see tweeted us all the time and, and they're part of this community. So I'm excited to be part of the Discord and, and probably not worthy, but... I'm just I'm just happy I'm part of the crew and not looking at Slack and thinking where is everyone. <laughs> I'm so pissed that Jim and Jake did not just like, yeah man, what do you mean you're not seeing anything? You just don't stay in post? there, keep talking. I just posted now. You don't see anything. No, that was a mistake. Yeah, we moved over to Discord like two years ago, but it would have been way funny just leave you in the Slack forever, like by yourself. <laughs> Uh, fun um okay let's um let's press on a bit here um All right i think we should go through just some questions kind of quickly and then talk captains and i know this week we covered a lot of like bigger picture stuff with optimization and um and chip use and just things like that but it's kind of mid game week so it's a little weird to to get into things otherwise so let's start with some questions 
uh, for the upcoming game week, game week uh, 29. Yeah, 29. 29. So FBL Virgin writes in, uh, I have a lot of shit players in my team, like Serial Troll Lucas the Dinge, uh, Jacob Ramsey, and a Wolves triple up. Is, uh, is it plain fucking dumb to keep these players just because they will get me two more points in game week 30? So I think this is a question that a lot of people are actually asking. Um, you've got game week 30 blanks and you have kind of some players that are maybe stinking up your team. Yeah, how long have you had these players? Like... 15 right game you really weeks. shouldn't have, you shouldn't have had them really for more than like one or two game weeks right I, I mean this question at this point is a little comical to me because dinge i think i mean maybe you brought him in after he was transferred to villa and you're like oh yeah that's an option but yeah i i, I don't know you got to move those players take some hits to 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 switch up your team you think no. you're rid of him at this point? At this point with game, if you're not free hitting in 30. If you're not free hitting in 30, I, I guess keep him. I don't you know. Maybe, maybe yeah, you the have damage to hold, has no, been you're done in a, you you're in it them. now. Yeah, you just. No, I think it's an, it's an example of like you went with a strategy. That's what's hard at the, about this point in the year every year. You, there's always a crossroads at this point in the year where do you play a wild card early uh, or do you not? And then how do you use your chips to get through all that? And the reality of it is everyone says, oh, you have to adjust. You have to be, you know, you have to be flexible. I disagree with that. Game. I actually think you have to pick, you got to pick a strategy and you got to go all in on it. Yeah, play and your own And you're in game. it now. Yeah. Don't you play your own game. anyone else. Just do what your heart guides you to do. <laughs> I went on a rant about that last pod <laughs> and the pod before that and the pod before that. It's my least favorite thing in FPL. But um, it's relevant every week. I think I see every the week. major accounts. They're like, just play your own game. Don't look at anyone else's team. Don't right. think about right. anyone else. Don't worry about what they're doing. Right. That, and then that's those just same accounts. That, that's just yeah, like those same accounts are like, do Twitter this polls. and do this and I'm doing this and you should do this. Right. But then they're like, play your own game, bro. Like, it's so dumb. I wonder how so many dumb. people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring in uh, uh, Horse, and I'm going to bring in uh, uh, some terrible players that will never play because I'm doing my own thing. Right. My own thing. You're a maverick. You're a maverick. That's what they like to say. I love it. Um, yeah, I think you got to hold them now at this point. Um, Virgin also writes in, uh, how dangerous is it to have Sun but not Kane in blank game week 30? Um, and then is an Everton player worth a free transfer in 29 or should we just stop buying shit players from shit teams because they double? So Everton's a tricky one. Let's answer that first question about the Sun Kane thing. I will have Sun but not Kane in game week 30. It is, of course, always going to be dangerous when you have a, a player like Kane who, um, I mean, he has been playing well, right? He, he's had returns He's really here. turned it on recently, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked about it actually on last pod that if I was going to pick between one of the two, I still I, I would have picked Sun. Um, but we also said in our defense that um, Kane has, in years past, um, gone through this where, like, he's closed seasons out well. Um, in the last four game weeks, he's at 4.42 XGI. He leads all forwards. The next closest is actually um, Che Adams at 2.97. Um, so I think we all know that, like, he's not wasn't going to finish the season with like i don't know how many goals did he have like a, just a couple weeks ago like he was nothing. terrible yeah yeah i mean right. is, he, so, like, is he worth the price tag i think that's the question that people are going to want to know because compared to all the other forwards who are heavily involved he's so far you know more yeah. expensive and sun is a good cover for spurs points but yeah he doesn't have maybe as high of a ceiling, but maybe you can right. cover that ground with some cheaper forwards. That's kind of where where my thinking comes in is like, I'm going to have Sun. I'm not going to go Kane because he is so expensive. But right. I, I don't know if that's the right move. That's just kind of where, I, where I'm coming from it. And, you know, my thinking is like, I'm just spend the spend the bucks elsewhere, you know? Yeah, I, the other argument that could be made, though, is there are a number of, like, kind of mid-priced midfielders that are doing the job, and there's not a lot of forwards that are, right? Like, so if we look right now at, like, the forward category, um, you know, for the most part, like, they're, they're not outscoring those mid-priced those mid-priced midfielders, right? And so, so Kane, although he doesn't have as many points, as of late has been buzzing, 
And you got to figure, I mean, I don't know if you for sure guarantee this, but it does feel like he's going to continue to hit some goals here. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that would be the other way that you could spin it, right? You could say like Kane's the way to go for me. My team structure doesn't work without a wild card to bring Kane in. It's not happening. So I'm going to continue to hold with son. I like that. Um, I'm comfortable with it and I'm um, just going to have to put up with it for 30 and hope what we survive. Is, what is, uh, what is son's XGI? Do you know, do you have that offhand? I'm just curious uh, how they compare. Up. Yeah, I can pull it up really quickly. Um, did you watch the Spurs match? I no, I did not. I just saw the score line and I watched he a little probably, bit of the highlights of the last week too. And I know that Sun was like Kane was the player both games, right? Yeah. And like so Sun Sun's had an XGI of, of three point one over okay. the last four game weeks to Kane's four point two or whatever. So kind so, of on track, but also costs one point five million less. Um, and I got him earlier, so almost two million less. Yeah. I don't so. know. Yeah, if your team structure would allow it, you know, Kane is probably, I don't know, do you think he has a higher ceiling in terms of probably. You know, what, what his output yeah. is? But I'm, I'm kind of in the same position where I, I don't think I could get Kane in realistically with the team I have. So I'm, I'm probably going to bring in Sun next week and, and then roll with Sun and see what happens. Okay. Let's talk Everton then. Is Everton as an Everton player worth a free transfer in 29 or should we just stop buying shit players from shit teams because they double? It is a fair like it's a fair question because they have been um like outrageously bad. I tried to get on Everton players earlier this year. I had Gray and Calvert-Lewin because their fixture spun and I was like, "Great, we're going to be good to go." They have a double in 29 with Wolves and Newcastle. They blank in 30 and then they have um let's see, three double game weeks between game week 31 and 37 uh that need to be rescheduled. So there's a lot of Everton games to come. What are your thoughts on that? Like do we just stay away? Uh are I'm just looking at their recent form. They're so bad, but yeah. it's Everton. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is where the my my narratives, my personal narratives get in the way of, uh, they cloud my thinking, really. But in, in some ways, you think about double game weeks, and uh, I call it two bites of the apple. You know, you get two chances yeah. to score some points. And sometimes that's better than uh, a decent player in in one game. But... I don't. I, I can't see myself taking a, an Everton defender. Like, do you think they're going to keep clean sheets in any of those doubles? And then, like, who who are the viable Everton options? DCL maybe is that is that the one? Right, and he hasn't really produced much. Right, right. like he hasn't so. even produced much. Into it's hard because on paper, if you look at like the lineups, you're like, oh, that team's all right. Yeah, like Calvert Lewin and like sometimes Gray and Van de Beek and like. Yeah, they have a handful of like players that can and uh, you know that can play, and you think, wow, they must be able to produce something. They haven't produced much. Last four game weeks, they're third from the bottom in terms of expected goals, uh, which is is pretty rough. So, so I, I think you probably have your answer there, right? Just yeah, just I avoid guess. them. I mean, if someone if DCL turns it on or if something changes, there's opportunity to bring one of those players in. They're not premium price they're not hard to get into your squad i i would take the wait and see approach rather than the i'm gonna build my arsenal of everton players and watch them bang and bang and bang yeah i love watching dudes bang everyone has their thing you know everton dudes. here everton dudes banging can't wait all right um so how about wilson she writes in about doherty is uh, his attacking potential worth low uh, chance of a clean sheet? Uh, I had a, a great little um, little run here in the last couple game weeks. Um, cost at 4.7. Uh, XGI over the last four game weeks of 1.42 puts him third behind Alexander-Arnold and Livermento, interestingly enough. Um, I didn't huh. think that he would be first. Um, huh. Now, he's here's the thing, though. XGI of 1.42, he's uh, his delta is plus 2.58. So way more returns than he's probably like So he's producing. just extremely good. He's way better than average. 
Right. That's yeah. That's what it is. Although we all know that he's not, and his heat map shows him um, primarily wide. So like he's not necessarily. You know how sometimes we see um, an outside, like a wing back or an outside back like that, a fullback like in the box a lot. He's not. So he's in wide areas. Uh, most of it, to me, that would say that he's probably going to get almost all of his returns via um, via assist, right? Because it has to be via service in order to do that. Um, low chance of a clean sheet as well, but 4.7. And if he's nailed on for 90 minutes, I like that. What are your thoughts? If he's getting the playing time, it would be worth a shot. I mean, the the potential there is is maybe worth worth taking him and the price is is decent i i I think about the narrative like i come back to these narratives like remember him two seasons ago when he was on wolves and he was just like the player that you had to have on your team um i mean it's also probably a reflection of uh, a couple games where they just crushed it and he was involved in in the goals in a in a 5-0 smashing of everton so the numbers are going to be a little bit skewed, right? Like his yep. XGI, anyone's XGI who's involved in the goals in a 5-0 thrashing of a team is probably going to be pretty high. I That said, I, I would I would consider him. I have Regulon on my team right now, and um, I'm so thinking about that, ways to get him off. But, uh, but that's my concern, right? Like, so this week he played 45 minutes. Like, is Regulon good? So my concern is that now we have the situation where Dirty um, Sessegnon and Regulon are all like playing some There's level the weird of rotation. Minutes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's and the Sessegnon, challenge. They said he got pulled today for for a, a muscle injury. So what's going on? And like Spurs are are fourth worst in the league over the last four game weeks for, for expected goals conceded. So all things to consider. I, you know, just turn to the algorithms. What do they tell you? <laughs> beep boop beep boop. That's how you should answer every question. That's going just forward. a cop out answer. That's like a Jake answer. Eh, he yeah. could be good or he could be bad. What do the algorithms say? What do they say? It's hard to know. Um, let's see. Wilson also asked about Anthony Gordon's hair. It's long in the front, short in the back. Is it all bangs or a reverse mullet? I'm looking it up now. Anthony Gordon. He's the see. he's the young guy from Everton. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, His hair is so goofy. It's like he's wearing a wig somehow. Yeah, maybe he is or wearing like, a wig. He he looks like. Did you have those kids in high school who were like the emo kids? And this is oh, he's be got like a little bit of that. Yeah, he's got dating some myself in here, but yeah, he's like an emo kid where he's growing his hair super long, like straightening it and then like combing it over his eyes, so he looks kind of edgy, kind of moody, kind of emotional. He's very edgy. I like the word edgy. It's a good, the good word. I really like how he plays, though. I think he's yeah, probably he's the the best. He's he's the most effective player on Everton right now. Yeah, just because he, he mixes things up. He's he's incredibly fast. Yeah, and he's fun to watch. As much as I don't like Everton, and as much as I want them to be relegated, just for and the I hate his hair. And yeah, the the hair is something else. I feel like when you're young, you're in the league, you have bad hair. You figure it out thing? eventually. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, this is the good look, and then you realize it's a bad. It was a bad look. It's like it was bad. <laughs> so we've all bad. been there, you know. We yeah, had those blunder lead. years. Yeah, blunder years indeed. Um, Wilson also asked, "Are Everton the new leads? Should we target the teams playing Everton?" Um, they're they're not good. Um, expected goals conceded. They're they're right around the worst in the league. One, two, three. They're currently ranked fourth or fifth. Um, just, just after Spurs, Burnley, Everton, you know, they're really bad. Um, interestingly also in that mix is Wolves. Wolves is third worst over the last four game weeks, which is funny because we all brought in Wolves players, not all of us, but uh, I did. And then afterwards looked up the expected goals conceded and was like, <laughs> why did I bring in two Wolves players? That actually so, happened, um, moments Jim, after. I think Jim tripled Wolves. I'm pretty yeah. sure he tripled Wolves. Yeah. And I was like, why are you putting all your eggs in the Wolves basket? Like maybe bring yeah. in one player, right? Right. Maybe not all of them. Yeah, I think it's fair to target. It's fair to target Everton. That's the answer. So Alex Acutinho is absolutely brilliant against Southampton. Is he a buy, hold, or sell with a dip, difficult fixture uh, run coming up? Well done by Captain. And by the way, thanks, Alex. Um, so 
I was just thinking that actually, um, because I'm kind of trying to figure out what my team's going to look like if I wildcard in 31. Um, I think he's probably gone for me in 31 is what I think. Uh, 28 against Leeds, 29 against West Ham, plays in 30 and then gone in 31. Um, he might come back because the end of the year is really good. 35 Norwich, 36 Burnley, 37 Crystal Palace. And then they have another match against Bur- Burnley that has to be rescheduled. Um, so uh, if I wildcarded him, he probably would be gone. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I honestly, I don't know. I don't have him on my team, and I'm kind of mad that he did as well as he did this last week. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to say sell him because fuck Coutinho. Okay, fair. All right, good. Uh, Dr. Matt writes in, who to target in 29? Third Liverpool player, like such as Jota. Wait, why'd you call him Dr. Matt? Yeah, because he's fake Dr. Matt. He's Matt. Is he a real doctor or is he a PhD doctor? No, he's a doctor, like for the NHS. Oh, so he's like an actual medical yeah, he's like doctor. A medical, he's a medical doctor. Yeah. Can I tell you just a quick aside? This is just like um, I don't. I'm not. You're not going to stop at this point. You okay, already started. Well, so yeah, we go were, ahead. We were complaining about work stuff. You know, Jim and Jake and I we get together every now and again and complain about work stuff. And I was talking about meetings and and he said, "Ah, oh, man, in the medical community, that would never happen." And I was like, Jake, you're you're not in the medical community. You're, you're, you're a vet. I think he was very, very offended that I said that. You should have been like, did, in the. did you mean the animal community, Jake? <laughs> but he, he uh, said it with this this air of, of just like, I'm better than you. In the medical community, our meetings would never happen like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep pretending, Jake. But Matt, good on you. You're a real doctor. Keep real up doctor. the good work. Yeah. Except he works in uh in in England, so he probably makes like twenty k a year. Yeah, they, right? pay him, like, they pay him like a public school teacher here in the U.S. Right? Yeah, like, like if he if he came here, he'd <laughs> he'd be making two hundred fifty three hundred thousand dollars a year. There, they're like, here's a high five. You did your best. <laughs> I saved a thousand people today. Yeah. All right, two high fives. I think that's worthy of that. <laughs> Got Over him. here in England, we don't care about saving Raise lives. the taxes. NHS <laughs> needs right. more money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. Our political system sucks too, but it's more fun to make fun of theirs. So, um, All right, who to target for 29? Liverpool, another Liverpool player, or Kulisevsky? Um, I think Kulisevsky is a great pick. I also think you should try to get another Liverpool player for this double game week. But... Uh, if you could only pick one, Nick, what would you go with? Hmm. If I could only do one. So my target is Sun. So that kind of clouds things here. Like if it was if it was a blank slate, I think I'd probably go three Liverpool. But yeah. my team situation, I need Sun in my team. So that's kind of where I'm at. I might bring in Kulisevsky on a hit as well just because of his price and, and the fixtures. But I haven't yeah. made that choice yet. He's an interesting one if Bowen is confirmed out, right? Like if if Bowen's confirmed, um, like like hurt and out for this next game week, I could see Kulisevsky being brought in by a ton of managers, right? Yeah, and and maybe it's a matter of of trying to cover. But is Bowen? It looked like his injury was fairly serious. I mean, he had to come off. I don't know what the yeah. prognosis yeah. was, but yeah, it might be the move. Um, okay. So that's all the questions we have. Um, Wilson just wrote in captain options. Is Salah the best choice? Um, so obviously we have um, we have a couple different options for the game week. Uh, you could go with a Spurs option like Sun or Kane. Um, you could go with a Liverpool option like a Trent or a Salah. Um, I'm I think going those Salah prob- for the record. Yeah, I'm going to go Salah too. D- did you look at your models? Do they say something in particular or no? Yeah, I feel... Both uh, Sir Talp's model and the FPL review, they both have Salah projected at like 12, yeah. 12 points. So he's he's clear of everyone. I'm, I'm just yeah. going to go with him. Just going to, you know, set and forget. Yeah, I think that's the move. Um, okay. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of it for the pod tonight. It's a fun one, huh? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having yeah. me back. 
Yeah, it was a good time. Um, so follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Other Dive. Um, download our podcast basically anywhere where a podcast can be found. Um, I think we'll wrap it up here. Good luck to everybody with the rest of the game week and preparing for game week 29. Um, nice, refreshing to have you on, Nick. Thanks for coming. It was so much more fun than when Jake's here. Hey-o. Um, hey-o. So let's get out of here. Um, I'm Marco. And I'm Nick. <laughs> Who's going to say it? Now remember, you should dive. There you go. You nailed it. Okay, bye.